I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! Well, I mean, the the desired topic that we uh, uh, are going to open up the episode with is relevant to the subject of this podcast. Not that we are always determinant on (laughs) such criteria. Relevant with everything we do, (laughs) right? Because it's because I mean, this show is an avenue to talk about fucking anything. Anything want to? It's one of the easiest. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It used. It used to be, uh-huh. what was it? It was like, how many degrees of separation between you and Kevin Bacon? We could totally exactly. do that with community. That'd be a you fun You could experiment. get to anything within a really short hop, skip, and a jump. Oh, but, very much so. But it must be, you know, when, when the 11 film Fast franchise is wrapped up here, you know, and however many years it takes them to make We're two more two Fast more. movies. We're getting two more. We're getting two more. We're kind of wrap up, wrap up the Toretto saga, of course. Um... <laughs> but but when all is said and done, uh-huh. six, no, seven of them will have been directed by community director Justin Lin. Justin That's Lin, true. who directed three episodes in the first season of Community, will have directed seven um, of the Fast and Furious franchise films. So, okay. Uh, audience, we're here to talk about the Fast and Furious franchise. If you don't want to hear that, there's a time code in the description Skip where we start talking about community. Like insert like a number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's it's in the description. You just hit the numbers, and it'll take you after that. But you don't but care about the roomy roomies, and you care you, about yeah, the ha 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 has. If you do not care about beep beep from room, then yeah, this <laughs> this might not be the the opening salvo for you. But Jace uh, has has just caught up in the Fast and Furious franchise, I and I. Am only like I only watched all of them in the lead up to F nine being dropped in theater. So I am right. also fresh. I am fresh to the whole thing. I the funny um, thing is I didn't watch. I had not nary a single film had graced my consciousness until my colonia. Until I found out you were watching them all for the sake of watching F nine in theaters, and I at first was like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me do that. So I started doing that a little bit, but I fell a little bit behind because things were crazy, and um, I ended up not. Now I ended up a little bit behind, but um, I am now officially caught up in what I can only describe as a franchise that started out kind of rough and turned into just textbook camp. Like it is pure camp. It is. It is a franchise that starts at. Okay, so let's. Uh, first do of it. all, let's get into it. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, and who knows how long this is going to go on? But also, this is not a phenomenally interesting episode of Community. So if this takes up the lion's share of the episode, so be it. Um, I always remember this episode. I. It's not bad. I don't want anyone to no, say it's, it's bad. Not, and I. It's, it's, and it's, I think it's, it I'm has. Not, it's, it's not a bad. A episode. Very... <laughs> it's one of those that like sticks with me. It's. You know what it is? Season six sticks with me for no good reason. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. There's just something about it that's anchored for you. It's very that. anchoring for me. I don't know why, uh, but we will get we will get. But to there's it. and it has kind of a mixed uh, approach to the prison industrial complex, which we will talk about. But um, oh, yeah, true. true, true, true. So 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 uh, first of all, Fast and Furious franchise. One of the things mm. that absolutely 
fucking knocked me out of my chair in watching all nine of these films in, you know, however many months uh, it took me was that this is bar none, no qualifier in front of and behind the camera, the least white male centric franchise in history, in history. I actually fully have to disagree with you. (laughs) Are you what? Are you kidding? Oh my God. Are you kidding? Paul Walker comes in as the clear primary focus when they started the franchise. He is the protagonist at the beginning. At first, it's developed into a new state. But at first, and I, it's, it's the representation of just about every single person of color is presented through some lens of stereotype, at least a little bit. Um, it is, it is. There is a desire to be inclusive, which is present. That's not typically present, but it's. I feel that saying that Fast and Furious did not start as a white-centered story is no 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 no. it it absolutely i mean because because uh brian mills brian mills is is, is, brian o'connor i uh, bro it's brian o'connor brian mills is the protagonist of brian mills is the protagonist of the taken franchise starring liam neeson oh my god um i'm so sad that i know that there shouldn't be more than one but there is there's there's three um (laughs) so far he he said Perhaps oh, that poor girl. But you're right. You're right oh. that Brian O'Connor is the is the protagonist at the beginning of the franchise. Yes. But he is the uh besides that one guy, I think his name is Vince, the tattoos guy, who's kind of like the antagonist in one and becomes the begrudging ally in five. I do not remember this fellow's name. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I've, he's antagonist the guy, in one. He's the guy in the first one that's really hot for Jordana Brewster and um Oh yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then hero kind of thing that they played with him a little bit. I mean, in, they in love five. to throughout this franchise have people oh, switch from good to bad and bad to good. Oh, but, so beautiful! It's so no, good. This um, was, he was part of the Toretto crew, and then he was they part ended of the crew. Brian but, over him because Brian but every, saved. <laughs> right, right, right. Him he, he, after the because, cops showed because up because he's the, the main character of the, of the guy that's already part of his crew. Exactly. Um, although that guy was not doing himself any favors by, like, making a big deal out of it. It could have been water under the bridge, but that guy made Here's a big the deal thing, though, I, and I do want to... <laughs> we're talking about past. I have opinions. They fully gaslight the shit out of this guy. The whole movie, you know, because they're like, this is the bad guy. This guy fucking sucks. Look at him. How dare you not trust Brian? What the hell? When, as the audience, we fully know that he is a fucking cop. Right. Yes, and their whole thing is like, we don't talk to cops. And the one guy's like, I don't trust this guy. And everyone's like, fuck you, stop being an asshole. Fuck you, like, I trust okay, him more than anybody. But, but he was you. right. He was right. But he was, abs- Entirely he was absolutely Entirely unlikable, right. but right, you know? Absolutely. Uh, unquestionably, right? But okay, so <laughs> just, just uh, I get, uh, perhaps just, yeah, a lot of them are rooted in uh, stereotypes and, and, and low culture LA stereotypes. The numbers don't lie. The, the num like, it is, Brian is the only white main character of the franchise. And then they kind of bring in, like, some white supporting character. You know, like, Kurt Russell is there. Um, and... Wait, is Dominic Toretto supposed to be Latina? Or he is definitely Italian supposed to be Latin. <laughs> he is the, okay, like, look at... they throw that out the window with F9. Yes. Well, Vin Diesel, who broke into films with a short film about how he could be cast as any race that he directed and how it was hard for him because he kept going out for white roles and they didn't want him. 
that's Vin Diesel's origin story. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a it's a whole thing. But then you have, I mean, Michelle Rodriguez, Georgiana Brewster, Ludacris, uh, Tyrese, The Rock. Yeah, no, I you mean, know, you, look, it's stacked. It's, it definitely it's, is. It's, an it's all I was. The, it's place in pop culture is decidedly not one within the exclusively white gaze. I would which not is call it progressive either. But it, it, I think it is worth noting that like some of the biggest. This is the franchise with the the biggest movies in the world that also is not lousy with white people in the same way every other franchise is. But even more so behind the camera. Again, when all 11 movies are said and done, one of them will have been directed by a white man. Oh, and you know what? I hadn't thought about nothing. that, but yeah. That ain't nothing. Rob Letterman, who directed the first one, which is like, not my favorite, um, he, he, is the, he, he is the only white man to step behind the camera on one of these movies, not including Hobbs and Shaw, but I am not a particularly big fan of Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Hobbs but, and Shaw, I have complicated feelings about, I have uh, mostly that I feelings. did not like it. Yeah, I, I liked, didn't, uh, I liked, the funny thing is, Jason Statham crushes in that movie. He's, he's good. Uh, you know, Jason okay. Statham can kind of do anything, and I love him. That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing about Jason Statham is that Jason Statham, and I mean no disrespect, he does uh-huh. a lot of garbage. He does yeah. a lot. There's 18 Redbox movies that star Jason Statham, right? Like movies mm-hmm. that went straight to Redbox. And that that's how he's good in Hobbs and Shaw is because he can be good in any. He's learned. He knows, he he's knows how to work with that material. How I, to be I, good in I everything, whereas it, The Rock is only good whole... in rock parts. Yeah. Say that again? The Rock is only good in rock parts, and when he gets a lot of rock stuff Well, because The Rock plays The Rock in everything that The Rock is in. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually a little boring, Dwayne. I would love for you to shake it up a little bit, but... Um, but well, we, I would, we, no, but here's... Okay, we also have to acknowledge, though, that that, it, that makes sense for The Rock, and I don't think that he should stop doing that. Why? Glad you asked, invisible person <laughs> that didn't actually ask me, because he was a wrestler. And that makes sense. The wrestler, but he had more utility like, as a wrestler. He had more range when he was a wrestler. No, 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 he, no, 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 no. I, I, I think he was younger and he was more experimental. But he found a brand as a wrestler, right? He certainly found a brand. And that's, but that's that's all of wrestling is finding Hulk Hogan, right? This icon, the, the Undertaker. But, I'm bad at listing all these people, but there's but, like all those but, things, but. He but pulled when, that into his film career. That's absolutely true. But when the bit gets stale, a wrestler, sh- a good wrestler, shakes it up. A good true. wrestler then, and then that, that takes the it to another level. Stale to who? Because somehow, well, that's you put Dwayne in a movie and the box office eats it up. It's slipping. Like if you, How if you, I mean, I honestly think I haven't even seen it yet. But from what I've heard about Jungle Cruise, it's going to be a hard one to recover from. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I watched all the Fast movies this year. Don't need any more Dwayne. Um, <laughs> I, like, I'm just saying, like, maybe, you know, because, because you know, he sees, you know, a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. When he enters a movie, it is a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. Like, right. you know, in a way Which that Which explains not, the beef with Vin. With Vin, because Vin is sort of like, the no, grand architect of this like, franchise. Bah. Uh, yeah, like Vin is the author of this franchise, so like, yeah, they didn't they didn't see eye to eye, uh, which is fine. Uh, I'll, 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 I guess I'll take Vin <laughs> if I'm 
must choose in the divorce, I guess I take that. Honestly, though, um, I actually think that they're going to start to try and do an expanded universe. And even though we're closing out the Toretto saga, I think they're just, they're closing that out so they can start a new naming convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's, they're after Marvel's throne. They, they tried Hobbs and Shaw, which is like their first try at branding. We've heard like they want to do a female led one. They want to do like the ladies of fast. So uh, basically like, like an A team type take. But with the ladies, right? It's like, right. I guess that's why Cardi B was in Fast 9. Uh, well, she's apparently got a bigger role in Fast 10. She said, I want a bigger role. And they were like, yeah, okay, great. Oh, that sounds great. I would, <laughs> I'm that very excited. About it. I also love how, like, that's built into Fast's identity, right? <laughs> Ludacris. Luda. Luda is in there. You know, Ja Rule you know? is in like, there in, from the first movie. You know, like, he, he doesn't come back, but Ja Rule is in the first. Like, that, that. Uh, uh, just the way that is, it's like, is yeah, it's wrapped like, into you, the you identity. Need to be a great actor. Franchise. No, you need to know how to get this moment portrayed on film. You and it works. don't need to be an excellent actor, though. Many of these people are overqualified. You need to be <laughs> a screen presence. Yes. that is what you, you need. Screen you... presence, and you need someone that can deliver the line in a way that makes sense i don't think all Sometimes. of these people Actually, are times where people have delivered lines and i've been like what what, what? that not... but that's i that's honestly had actually a pretty difficult of... time following f9 was that just oh, me really? that might have just been you i think it's because i i don't know i think i needed to watch it because it's streaming now which is how i watched it oh um I was and i didn't watch it all in one sitting so i think maybe that's what i need to do because these these i mean the 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 entire movies are just flow. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I don't know. I think I was also distracted because I felt like F9 b- reached a new level of self-aware and it felt off to me. It it definitely... Because, because it was always self-aware. It's like, this is extreme. We're doing extreme. We understand it's extreme. That's the point. And then they were like, oh, people like that we're self-aware in that sense. So then they got legitimately meta in the text. Yes, in for the, the I, and that and, kind of threw me. I was like, "Don't do that! Don't do that! That's no, like, don't I, poke, don't poke that hole. This is the one. I mean, I don't know. Okay, let's okay, but okay. As much as I, when it first started happening, I was completely in agreement with you. I was like, "No, don't get winky. Like, what's good about the mainline Fast franchise is that, as silly as it is, I don't think it's winky." It's not, it's not winky at all, no. It's it's not. That's the problem with Hobbs and Shaw. It's winky. It, it still it, has an air of we know it's self Yeah, you're right. No, Hobbs and Shaw is winky as well. Uh, They're all self-aware, yeah. which is what brings <laughs> it to that camp territory. Well, you, you watch Hobbs and Shaw and you're like, why does this feel like a bad Deadpool ripoff? And then you look at the credits and it was directed by the guy who directed Deadpool 2, a bad Deadpool ripoff. So uh, anyway, but the it, it started getting winky. <laughs> However, that through line with Tyrese in F9, where he starts to believe himself invincible and is attempting to sway Tej to his side, is important for the build-up to the end of the movie where they go to space. That is important for that moment to work and for them to sit in the car. That they just did it. (laughs) I uh, completely understand. It's... You know, if we are speeding to the end of this franchise and we are going to, like, Go I to can see space. it because we know there to... is, it's like Lost, right? Where they were kind of 
law. They were wishy washy. I haven't seen it, so this is they, gonna land. It's not spoily. It's not spoily. Okay. But it it for everyone out there listening, they're like, yes, it's exactly like Lost. Um, in season three, they were kind of a little adrift because they had all these mysteries and all these characters, but they're like, we don't know how long we have to make this last. This is a very popular show, so they negotiated an end date. They're like, we we're gonna stop at six seasons, and so now they can start playing all these dominoes they can start putting knocking them down they can start getting they can start knocking it down so if they know okay we're doing two more of these mainline fast movies and then who knows you know what spinoffs or whatever are going to occur after that or or before that we can start breaking this because we know how long we have to continue to make it last it's it, you're Apollo thirteen, and you're like, okay, we can burn this much fuel because we have to get over here, so we can we can burn off. I I, I am in general in agreement with you. I wish franchises no, that were make less sense. weak. That does make sense. I'm starting to like they're starting to realize this is a franchise potential as they they've already labeled it a saga, therefore they've got a closure. So I think that they are. I mean, first of all, these movies are rife with interconnectedness in a very bizarre. In a way that, like, they completely, they completely get me every time they're like, it's the end of F8 and like, or Fate of the Furious, I'm sorry, Jason Statham is like taking over the plane and like his brother just shows up out of nowhere and I'm like, his brother from the sixth one! (laughs) Right. (laughs) Lucas Evans is here! But I think that what they might potentially do is start to establish a bit more of an explicit intermovie plot line. With these last ones, well, because you have Charlize, because you know, right? Sorry, you have you have Charlize Theron, right? So obviously, this is our the final foe who must be overcome is Charlize Theron, and we can build you think so? like we can build an infinity saga around, around. They keep not killing her; she keeps being alive. <laughs> like that, they every movie she like, you know. Her rocket explodes, and she's like, I'll get you next oh, time, sorry. Gadget. I don't know why I thought you were talking about somebody else. Yes, no, Charlize Theron. <laughs> I thought you were talking about um, Shaw's mom. Oh, Queenie? That's played by Helen Mirren? No. Helen Mirren. I, Helen Mirren. You said Theron and Mirren. I got flipped. I understand. Yeah. I understand. I was like, why would Helen Mirren be the big bad? No, Charlize is definitely working up to be the big bad. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of, because that's the thing is, they wrapped her up pretty solidly they were like she's on her way to jail and then they went actually let's let's break this box no open she's a in bit. a crazy magneto jail <laughs> she's in like she's in this insane plastic silence <laughs> of the lambs prison <laughs> so good oh my god seeing that movie with a crowd and like everyone being in on what makes these movies good and like knowing when to laugh and like when to cheer is just it was it was magic it was truly damn it was truly okay. magic the thing that i'm excited about now though is now that i'm caught up and f10 and f11 are gonna be fucking massive they're gonna be Salud the infinity war me, end game. you know what i'm talking about yes yes like we're gonna we're <laughs> i'm saying it now f10 everybody's gonna die no i'm (laughs) no f10 something very sad is we're not gonna get the ending it's we're for the first time we're not gonna get a hollywood ending and it's gonna be f10 and then f11 is gonna be the big because that was infinity war i can see it and it was even before infinity war like 
that's how the Harry Potter movies ended. That's how Hunger and Games Twilight. ended. No, it's and become Twilight. the way that you button a franchise, right? You're like, can we get like another cool billion dollars out of this if we split it into we two split movies? Split it into two parts, <laughs> yeah. Just double it's the kinda... fucking. Well, look, it's all gonna be the same shoot. We're just gonna have a little bit longer of a schedule. It's gonna be like twice as long in the schedule, but we'll save money because we're that's all how... doing it at once. That's and how they do it. Two box offices, baby. Regardless, I'm very excited to fucking go see F10 in theaters because that's the element that I'm still missing from these movies. Yeah. It's life-changing. It really is. I I, I couldn't, at the time, I just couldn't justify giving money to this franchise. I couldn't do it because it bothered me so much how... You know, just like how toxic the masculinity is, which was kind, which added to the camp. I was like, "This is like a drag king gold mine," and That's what, I don't know why. That is we're not my. Getting it, but that is my read. <laughs> is that it? Is it? Eats. I don't. Okay, so here's the key to the entire franchise: is that I'm not sure Vin is in on the joke. Right? Vin Vin is still treating these like it's King Lear. He'll shed a tear for these movies. He will play it completely dead down the middle. But I am 100% sure Justin Lin, who is directing most of these movies... He must! There's no way he doesn't. There's no way he's he on. He's in on the joke. He knows that these movies are a parody of masculinity at this point. They are... <laughs> well, the thing is, though, they're, they're structurally, they're telenovelas, which is beautiful i love it yes um, it's it's such soap opera shit where people are like they're back from the dead but and they're then also they're also they've got a marketing team they're aware that the cultural landscape has been shifting pretty drastically these past few years let's uh-huh. be honest about it it's mm-hmm. not that this is new information but the cultural landscape has decided to start shifting uh i find it entirely performative in most aspects but there is a shift that's occurring i digress <laughs> f9 <laughs> we're getting the ladies yes finally passing the bechdel test that's yeah a little bit i mean not entirely but also we're getting like all girl fight sequences right like a cut back and because like we've had there we've are... had these badass chicks in the universe for a minute now right but they never have like a girls fighting moment and i was like oh okay yeah there's very clearly more screen time there they smartly realized that the person that should take up the uh, some of the, I guess, counted like the clock time, right? In who should get as much of a presence in this movie to fill the void that was as has been left from Brian, right? That they've been playing with in very fascinating ways. We can get to the end of F nine. Oh, it's flagging. It's fascinating. But they decided to give Letty fucking finally yes. an identity. Yes, and I, you know, Letty has survived, she's there from F1, but her character definition is basically played by Michelle Rodriguez. The first two characters to come back from the dead. (laughs) Exactly. She, her character (laughs) definition is, I am played by Michelle Rodriguez, I'm a Michelle Rodriguez type, you know, and, and Michelle Rodriguez. They literally, they were like, I don't know, you just vibe. And you just like, do your okay, thing. I'll say these um, five lines and right. look cool and, in a car and, uh, behind in front of a green screen. Exactly. Yeah. And and having Letty in the you know, she's always been down and dirty in the cars. They've kind of kept God, Jordana Brewster's character's name is escaping me. And it's killing me. Is that the Toretto sister? Mia? Mia! God bless you. Um yeah. Oh so, no, they've done they have fucked up her track. <laughs> she does nothing. She fi- that was the other thing. She finally fucking 
fights in this movie. Yeah, she was she she got in the Brian romance thing, right? And then and then she becomes in <laughs> F. Does it make any sense that they they've, they're used to leaving her at home to take care of the baby? And now Brian is there. And they have an entire moment where they justify why Dom comes out of retirement for the 15th time, Mm. right? And then that logic isn't placed onto Brian. It's it's flimsy. It's very clearly, it's it's like... It's flimsy, but it's it's also like, your actor is dead. Like, what are they supposed to do? Exactly. But they're also, it's them saying to the audience, here's the the deal, y'all. We just respect him too much as a person to kill off the character. We're not, so we're just going, not going to kill going off to. Brian, which is a decision They're I never love. Going to. It's a decision it's I love, great. and you can't, and you also cannot bring back some horrifying Carrie Fisher pile of pixels to to join the team. You cannot do that. this. Don't please don't. For the love of God, please don't. It's also not to God. not to get on topic. Sure. But like, it does Gross. remind me of something that happens in this episode that we're also talking about this episode. Mm. This this podcast having to do with troy uh i might need you to remind oh, me about oh my god yes i think okay. you know what I, i'm talking about i know exactly what you're talking about it is very funny <laughs> and, and very <laughs> and very strange right but like at the end of you know in in because at, at f7 they give him that great like send off that basically is like a completely meta moment with vin diesel like talking to the camera and it like i'm sorry i did i cry <laughs> it makes me cry it's <laughs> they knew really what they were doing. I, it's it really one of those things where like i could i was as i was watching it i was like oh this is when brian died i had yes. to look up afterward though to make sure that was the movie they they yeah. handled it in a truly exceptional way i think it's great which it really is. makes me think about uh, how are they going to do how what are they going to do what is what is Marvel gonna copy from this when it comes to? Oh no, Chadwick Boseman is in a car. Yeah, and he drives away. No, fuck it's you. Been a oh long my god, Kevin. Day. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, but it, it I, uh, I, I love Chadwick Boseman. I, that is not at the expense of him. I hope. Um, so the the right, it's it, you get into a tricky situation. It is it, it you're in a no win situation. I think so far they've handled it. Pretty done well. Pretty gracefully. I will not lie, the very end of F9, which I will not say for the sake of spoilers, even though I just, I don't know. Um, I was confused. I was like, but who? Like, what? I was like, is it? It's, it's Brian. Is it, is it, is it yeah. Jacob? No, it's, it's Brian in his, in his very colorful sports car, but we don't, we don't see him. Right. Um, no, it took me after it ended and then like 20 minutes later I went, oh, it's Brian. Okay. I, I don't, I don't mind it. You know, it's like, okay, we're keeping the family, you know, italics family together. And I guess, it, I don't know what it was about this time, this time around, it felt like all the stuff that happens at the end was compulsory. Like it didn't feel as mm-hmm. justified as it typically does. It felt like, well, we need to have everybody gather and we need to do this and we need to do that. It did feel like a movie where Just they know. Just a tad more. It, it felt. It, no, I I agree. It was winky. And it F9, was winky. You said it, was, it best earlier. It was winky. It was winky, and F nine is a movie I I really enjoyed. It, there are oh, yeah. There are some. There are a couple story hiccups <laughs> along the way that like. But Kevin, super magnets and <laughs> and space. other oh all that 
fucking beautiful. Uh, a magnificent, I was like, oh shit, this is where we're at now within uh, the progression of things. What the fuck is coming next? No notes <laughs> about any of that stuff. No notes about the real stunt they did where they like yanked a car through a building and pulled it into a truck or whatever, just like bananas nonsense they did. You know, no no notes about <laughs> Ramses getting like a driving with this, with this scene. franchise that's so fascinating is, mm-hmm. is this effect practical or computer generated i will tell you right now a shocking amount of it is practical i know that's the thing i'm like this looks way too real these buildings exploding are not cg there there is something that you cannot fake about throwing a car into another car and you're (laughs) it just feels so visceral and good and you know it's real when like you know they're turning the magnet on and it's just <laughs> sidewalks of cars being <laughs> it's, no it, it's, it's, it's 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 incredible um and you know it did it did get a little winky F nine I mean it felt like a movie where they knew they were going to make two more it felt like a movie it felt for the first time like some. Uh, what I will call some MCU nonsense where it's like, well, we're not really going to wrap this up because we know we have a couple more movies to like wrap this up, right? Is that like the the Jacob plotline with uh, John Cena, an excellent addition to the franchise. Great get. Um, I, right. he, he fits right in. Which um, brings me to the point I was making earlier, not to go too far off, but literally it's like, okay, hold on. You're Now you're going to tell me that John, Jonathan Cena. Big match John. Is... <laughs> part of a latina family you're telling me that john cena is latino right they do a uh little they make toss. it the, the tongue in cheek i didn't know there was a nordic line in the family hunk, hunk, wink wink quack, quack. but like come on come on are you fucking sick? the thing is they just shoehorned the fact that they wanted john cena to play him and they could no longer pass off vin as white yeah. They did it a little bit in the flashbacks, though. It seems like they're kind of retroactively being like, maybe he's Italian, Italian but they speak Spanish <laughs> because of Letty. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I earnestly, I'm, I'm not personally going to worry about if anyone out there has broken down, like, the genealogy of Dominic Toretto. You know, I welcome you to send me some insane flip chart, but... Um, <laughs> I for for now I will allow it to be comically unclear <laughs> what <laughs> what what he is supposed to be. It's one of those like is Spider-Man Jewish? And it's like, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> uh, it was written by a Jewish guy. Written by a so... Jewish guy and he has a lot of like Jewish tendencies and relatives that appear to be well, Jewish. He just ba- the Jewish guy wrote Spider-Man and based it off of himself, so there's Jewish. So it's like, yeah, innately the, there. Like, the family, you know, it's anyway um it, it's at a whole, the same time his last name is parker and uh, not to be a stereotype of myself but i have not ever met another jewish person with that last name yeah also also a good point right it's like oh all these characters are created by uh but jewish men and time, it is matriarchally passed down it could have been something out but peter i don't know anyway <laughs> peter is a pretty new testament name uh but you know you never know you never know maybe maybe uncle ben just said on the name Peter and May Parker was not particularly, you know, <laughs> married to a, a, a Jewish. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it, it's, it's immaterial. But but yes, I just I was skeptical for so long of this franchise because I saw the first two movies on VHS, you know, when they came out. And I was like, I don't really understand this. This feels like 13 year old boy nonsense. And I was not I was not into cars. I well, the, just, the soft reboot was three right 
Three is Tokyo. No, sorry, Drift. four. It was four. Four is the is the we're bringing the gang back for the first time since the first one. You know, eight years later, we are reuniting the original four. Um, That's right. Is is uh, what is called ampersand fast and furious. Um, and it's, oh, it's you're a, in on the culture now, aren't you? Oh, I'm in now. I'm I'm in baby. Uh, I'm <laughs> getting the Fast and Furious magazines. Uh, but and then and then that run from five to nine. That's I, where it's its own thing. I ask it's you to find franchise. another franchise that has consistently fucking knocked it like again and that again was the and thing, again. Like starting around like F four and F five. F five specifically, I don't know. Or Fast, Fast five, five. I don't is know where it was. It's Fast Five. That's where the Rock comes in. It's where that is where one year before <laughs> the 2012 Avengers film in 2011, Fast Five pulls the same fucking trick where they're like here's a bunch of guys from a bunch of different movies and we brought them together <laughs> gal gadot is here han is here and uh, han is not only from you know a spin-off called tokyo drift he is from justin lynn's independent movie about asian teens in los angeles called better luck yes Tomorrow. which i need to watch now i need to watch it as well because he's a prequel he's playing the same character <laughs> I love these movies. I'm fully, I'm fully fast pilled. I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the train. Uh, they are fun. They are lovable garbage. I, they are lovable. I literally, it was watching that run of films for the first time was such an incredible, was a thrill. It was a thrill, and I was by myself. I'm excited to watch these in the theaters. Absolutely, yeah. Seeing F9 in theaters made me go like, God damn it, I missed. I missed four of these. You know, I, I want so bad to go back in time and have seen the rest of them in theaters. But that that is not life, I'm afraid. We must live with our mistakes. <laughs> we as a species are cursed with moving linearly through time. Wow. Ugh. Wow. I can't well, wait. I can't wait to watch the next one. It's going to be so bad and so good. <laughs> it's going to be so Because now John... Because it's so clear that John Cena is going to be, like, coming back as the good guy. Big or maybe Dom, maybe he runs into trouble and asks for Dom's help, but he wouldn't do that. No, I don't know. We're, he's going to be in the next one. I'm excited to see what John Cena does. Also very know. excited to see him in Suicide Squad because John Cena, also a wrestler, is actually kind of decent at doing a little bit of a, a morph. He is a, I'm not going to say like shockingly good. He is a very, he's become a really steady hand, you know? because consistent because for a while that was not the case when when we're talking like you know the aughts and it's like the marine uh the marine you know like those kind of movies that are just not not in movies that were playing directly to the wwe audience um right were, were yeah not very good they were he, john cena movies and he was not very good but some things a switch has flipped and I, he I cannot has star quality, but he's definitely he has real star quality. He started what it was. He started appearing in the early 2010s. He started appearing in just comedies. He started appearing in Sisters with uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. He had a very <laughs> fu- he had a very funny part in Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie. He just he started consistent. He, he showed up and and suddenly everyone went like, oh, oh, I understand this guy now. The audience. Oh, he's like, kind of goofy. Oh, he's goofy. 
right? He's kind of, he's too square-jawed. He's too muscular. He wears his, like, I cannot, the biggest wrestler in the world for a decade wore jean shorts. Jean shorts. <laughs> Cut off jeans. No, they weren't even, he, I remember that. He was, there, he was, he came on, he wore a t-shirt and jean shorts, and he went, you can't see me. Like, hustle, like, he loyalty, was literally respect. a stereotype of the bully in middle school, where you're right. like, you're a little twerp, but you also terrify me. But right. you're also kind of a nice guy, right? Really? And suddenly, suddenly we all finally like understood, right? Like we suddenly, okay, he's in block. Which is why he's, I think the casting for Suicide Squad is it's, it's sublime. I'm it's so impact. excited to go. We, I'm genuinely, we, I've never, I'm. We we I, know I that James Gunn time. knows how to cast and use a wrestler. <laughs> you know yes he, and it <laughs> seems like oh, not i can't even get into how amazing batista is unbelievable okay he's, but he's a next level talent when here's it comes to where batista separates himself from both the rock and john cena batista is a legit fucking great actor he's a great actor <laughs> he's just a good like actor like, like, uh, he's incredible in one scene in Blade Runner 2049. He's excellent in, uh, obviously, as Drax the Destroyer. That's a, that's a great transformative performance. He is not just it's using... Like, the Drax role is a truly... It's, it's kind of insane. It's he's very not cool. just using Dave the Animal Batista from the WWE. This is right. a completely new, like, performance and character. Oh, he's... And, he's yes. And I'm so excited for Knives Out 2, obviously. I'm just, I'm really... I'm really excited to see what uh, what Big Dave can do, and Big uh, Dave. <laughs> and yeah, the Suicide Squad excited excited that uh, Cena is now in the Fast franchise. It's a perfect get, you know. We're, um, we're, look, the uh, it's the action movie has been revitalized. It is. I we are gonna get like this contemporary wave of what was the big Hollywood thing in the '80s. You know what I mean? Yeah, we are well, we are in a big flick. flare up, and uh, but also a lot of these franchises have like they've set their end date. You know, there's there's two more Mission Impossible movies. There's two more Fast and Furious movies, and again, these are main lines. Who knows if there's going to be spinoffs or TV shows or whatever? But right. a lot of them are setting sail. And besides the MCU, there hasn't been a lot of. Well, I guess there's John Wick. And who knows where that's going? Now they're doing like John Wick TV though, shows. Right? Like John There's... Wick is still in what would be considerably its infancy. They're rolling up the fourth now, but all, but Keanu Reeves is not a young man. You know, like who knows how long you've feasibly. Keanu died. Reeves is invincible. We literally can't even get into it. <laughs> I Keanu do not wish Reeves, to discuss. Before anything, Keanu... <laughs> like, is just going to lean in a little bit harder to that Liam Neeson. Yeah, I'm old, but I'll still kick your ass kind of thing. I don't know. I also don't think he gives old man energy. And I don't no, think but he I, ever will. I no, I look forward to when he does. I actually think that will be a great yeah. new tool in his like uh, Swiss Army knife. I think it will unlock a new Keanu Reeves because we are in our third iteration of Keanu Reeves, and I'm looking forward to the fourth. I'm looking forward to now he is old man Keanu. Now he is the steady man old player that you call in. Uh, for a different get the type job done. Like, of we'll role. get it done. Ooh, I, so I know that people are always talking about Keanu Reeves. Do you think Keanu Reeves would ever do a fast movie? I mean, he's the guy you want to get. You know, like if you if if we could get Keanu to be like the the Charlize's right hand in Fast Ten, 
who then like dies well, at the end does of the Keanu movie. Does Keanu do bad guys? Sometimes, and I would like to see it. I think I I can't think of a time I've seen Keanu as a bad guy. I would love to see that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, we we bring him in. I think that would be goofy. fun. The other the other big one that I'm like, my God, I would love to see it. And he's a little you know he's a little past his prime at this point. But if they could get Jackie Chan for one of these goddamn movies, <laughs> I would lose my mind. Oh my God. I would, or Angelina Jolie. If you can get either one of those people, Ooh, I wow. Would. If you pulled in Angelina, I mean Tom would never do it. Cruz, yeah, no, he he wouldn't. There's no he, way in hell he would ever he, do that. Tom is Tom, and Tom Tom's is the Tom and Tom is Tom is the headline. Not gonna go to a Vin shoot. Is basically no. It. Tom will do a lot of different kinds of movies, but they do have to start Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise does have to be first built in whatever movie you are doing, even if it's like you know a beautiful, uh, like soulful ensemble piece like Magnolia. Tom Cruise is still the top build <laughs> in that movie. You know, I've actually um, seen that one. But yeah. Oh, it's it's one of my favorites. When I'm depressed, when I'm just like hopelessly oh, depressed. Okay, that's does that's it make the you one. Feel happier? Or does it let you embrace the depressed? It lets me embrace two different the, kinds of people. It lets me embrace the depressed. It lets me go. Okay. So I I'm see, trying to be fucking sad. <laughs> I see all of these depressed people, and I can I can now see that there are other people that are going through sadnesses, and that I am not alone in this. I put on you know the nearly three hour. <laughs> masterpiece about LA people being sad. <laughs> Magnolia. Catharsis. Catharsis. Yeah. This was a nice uh, tight 42 minutes on the Fast and Furious franchise because this is, of course, oh, Advanced shit. Community Studies, a podcast where we watch and talk <laughs> about the American television comedy show community one or two episodes at a time. We are also the premier podcast of the Yahoo Screen Podcasting Network. Yahoo. I am one of your hosts, <laughs> TV's Kevin Lanigan, and I have a brain the size of Jupiter. I'm no one's fourth Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jace. I use they, them pronouns. And I was going to try and somehow make like an auditory joke about like me getting arrested, like how Britta gets arrested in the, um, the coffee shop for mooching the Wi-Fi. But I don't know if that's effective <laughs> just i'm because i don't know anyway i'm being arrested ah please carry on with the podcast without me what's up how you doing i'm very excited to go over this episode that was a terrible intro <laughs> flawless flawless no it, 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 everyone sit here i'm gonna leave a, a second of silence everyone just sit here and think about the bit jace could have done Uh, <laughs> I was there's no way to do that bit without planning it with someone on the receiving line because no, the totally, entire totally. bit is funny, you know? Yeah, it was like, absolutely. oh, I can't understand them. So if it's just garbled nonsense, it's not funny. It's only funny when you have Abed going, is she getting arrested? Up, and then you're like, up, oh, that is what's happening. I'm being Got arrested. Up, okay. I can't. But don't let me go. My civil right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's tough. It's tough to, it's tough to convey. Because then having... Making jokes about internet connections cutting out just seems like your internet connection is cutting out. It's not. It yeah, exactly. It's it, there needs to be an, another element involving. 
it Understood. somehow needs to be the audience needs to be informed that it's diegetic and not actually happening. Anyways, um, <laughs> regardless, that 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 whole moment actually took on a very different meaning in the uh, Zoom world we currently live in. Yeah, I was like, kind uh, of better internet connection, FaceTime like one-on-one call comedy than I've seen from people trying to profit off of this cultural moment and i'm like okay, yeah wait a and minute. it is and it came out <laughs> in 2015 you know uh who could who could have foreseen uh that's right the illuminati controls all our lives and they are yeah telling that's us, right yeah. covid was made up just to make community season six funnier you're covid welcome. was paid for by yahoo screen dan Harmon. <laughs> dan Harmon, the rick and morty guy did he have another show uh, no, this is the only show he's ever made. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Uh, so yeah, let's let's uh, after after a beautiful uh, few minutes covering the Fast and Furious franchise, let's let's slide on to this episode, shall we? Let's Woo-hoo! slide on him because uh, of course we are talking about season six, episode five, Laws of Robotics and Party Rights, directed by Rob Schraub, written by Dean Young. Uh, in this episode, uh, Greendale uh, attempts to take advantage of a program of allowing uh, prisoners to remotely attend Greendale classes. Uh, Jeff, of course, comes to blows with uh, one uh, particularly <laughs> avuncular and charismatic uh, gentleman. Willie! Willie! <laughs> named Willie. Doing for my intro. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, I uh, community Willie because I feel like I'm supposed to know who this guy is. Am I wrong? Am I? Do I feel like I'm supposed to recognize this actor? The actor? Be like, I feel like I'm supposed to recognize him, but I just don't. See, I don't recognize anybody, so I can't help you there. <laughs> yeah, that that's a bad call. Actor Brian Van Holt uh, apparently uh, was on the television show Cougar Town which is uh, community. No relevant. way. Okay, well, that is indeed an Easter egg. That is indeed an Easter egg, and I was completely oblivious to it, having seen a maximum of six episodes of Cougar Town. Not because I it's not good. I have seen um, a maximum of six episodes less than you. Wow, excellent. Uh, I tried to watch it basically because of community, and it was not, it was not bad. It was it's it's a Bill Lawrence comedy creator of Scrubs and Ted Lasso other shows that everybody No, I've loves. heard it's great. I'm very excited um, to watch it. I just it at some I just point. I just haven't gotten around to it. I started True Blood. I'm like in Oh. Yeah, I'm in a, a hole right now. I this love it so much. AIDS burger. Um have you gotten to that part yet? I know the scene. That I saw that scene before okay. I started watching the show. I actually found out that that actor recently passed away and that's why I was like I gotta fucking watch this show Time now. Time to watch True Blood. I understand. I'm wow. deep in my. I'm still deep in my Sopranos hole, and uh, yeah. After Sopranos hole, I think I'm going to finally restart and finish Crazy Ex Girlfriend. A very like different. I still haven't finished Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I should do that. That's a show. That's I'm gonna. I am. Maybe I am. We should almost... talk about that next. We're almost mm, done with this. Maybe could we convince Daddy Host to watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend? That uh, would be actually so funny, getting the two of us musical theater nerds. That would be interesting. That let's, would be let's let's see if we can pressure him into it. We'd be like, look, can... here's the deal. You've got two children, right? They're watching Disney musicals all the time. Let's get you familiar <laughs> all, the all the time. Let's get you familiar with the 
just the format. Because if you are if you are familiar with any popular music or musical, there is a parody version of it on uh, Crazy yeah. Ex Girlfriend. And I never, I just never finished the fourth season. It was just time and New York and I'm moving. I'm somewhere along those lines as well. I think there was four, and then there's five. Is there six seasons? No, there's four. Total. Four is. The oh, there's four. Oh, yeah. then I think maybe I just haven't seen the fourth season. That's the one they were where they replaced one of the actors, right? Yes, but I didn't even get that far. But I do know that it did happen. That's, I haven't seen that one either. Okay, yeah. so then so, I think we're probably around the same spot. We okay. should – even if we don't regard this – none of this is relevant. Even if we don't okay. record My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for a podcast, I think we should try and I think do a we watch talk together about for it. that. Yeah, that I would think, be really fun to that do sounds together. sounds good. My plan was – because uh, I'm I'm almost done with season five of The Sopranos, so there's like 18 episodes left or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were saying so, 18 seasons. I was a bit no, 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 no. No, there's six or seven, depending on who you ask. Um, and what is it's that? <laughs> uh, so HBO cut the last season in half, so there's like 12 episodes and then six more. HBO calls them like six A and six B. The creator of The Sopranos calls them seven seasons. So it depends depends on who you ask. Um. But, okay. uh, yeah, it's needlessly complicated. But my plan is to read Rachel Bloom's book, which I've had since Christmas, and I haven't uh-huh. cracked, cracked it open. And I'm going to read that alongside, uh, kind of in the same way I'm doing my little Sopranos book. Wait, um, is there – oh, you're going to read it at the same uh, – sorry, I thought you were – I for some reason when you described it in that way, I started thinking that her book was kind of like the Hamilton kind of thing. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, the no, 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 book that I Lynn do, released as like a read-along with Hamilton. I have it on the shelf. Um – and uh, listen, I was very deep in that Hamilton hole. It was very hey, deep. We look, all were. It had a, it had a, as what I like to refer to as a uh, cultural chokehold. It had a cultural chokehold, and we are only really now seeing the chokehold represented on screen. With like a year where we're getting like five movie musicals, which like what was the last time that happened? The 40s? Well, the, the the musical surge was happening just before it as well, but that really solidified it. This it was the really first time we had a Broadway musical reach mainstream in a similar uh respect to when Wicked happened. You know what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely. 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 Uh, um, but yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. fun. Uh this is uh allegedly a community podcast, but um we somehow we started we, we left, I was we started, I was halfway through the description of what the episode is about. <laughs> uh willie and then uh in the, in the b story uh britta wants to throw a rager uh at at their apartment uh so she An has Abed memorable film online. a movie of a rager um and there's a lot of there's a lot of it's, it's a cute little apartment uh storyline uh, on, on on top of that <clears throat> girls girls <laughs> oh the f- the female yeah. friends thing that killed me that killed me oh it's my so god funny. it's it's it, the second time the, they do something like that it's a new experimental form of of meta for the show mm-hmm. but it fits it feels right it also feels self-referential <clears throat> to season four and stuff sure. like that but they also do it a bunch in this season in particular because the whole like it's very clear that they're joking about spinoffs and callbacks. That's like the thing that they are focused on as a yeah. season, which also leads us to that. Did you finish the description? Because I'm about to dive in. No, no, no. We're done. The Troy okay. thing. We're about to talk about the Troy thing. Because this, <laughs> this episode with that meta lens comes right up to <laughs> the line where Abed is aware that we are watching him on Yahoo screen. That's it what comes, I was about to say. Yes. Right up to the precipice. Oh my god, with the air horn? The that fake 
cutaway. Kills. And then when they do the cutaway, he says, oh, I walked in with you with a bunch of lizards and Leonard naked. He was like, oh, reverse Godzilla? He's like, yeah, that was also for a moment like that. And then he just looks off to the side for a second, gets a little confused, and then they move on. <laughs> have you have you ever watched Family Guy? I'm just curious. Yeah. I assume everyone has a little bit. No, Family um, Guy is all cutaways. That's the whole Well, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, it reminds me of a very specific moment on, on Family Guy where, and I haven't watched Family Guy in a decade, but like, uh, there, you know, it's constant cutaways, and at one point they set up a cutaway, and then there's a pause, and he's like, "Are we not gonna do a flashback? No flashback? Okay, moving on." <laughs> uh, it was, it's funny. I don't know. There was that, there was that golden era where Family Guy was really, really funny. Uh, but yes, this is the moment where Abed basically like leaps <laughs> out of your browser <laughs> and and comes at you. Uh, it's. it's- it's very it's, funny but it, it doesn't feel as like it doesn't feel like the beginning of season four when abed reaches another level of meta and the end of season four where abed reaches another le- like those don't feel in the vein and this is just like mm, tasty like that's the meta that i crave absolutely it's it's right it's again like just it's it's like tyrese in fast nine you're like okay we are we are at if you go one step further (laughs) the reality is shattered uh but you you just crept up to it enough and uh anyway it's it's funny i like the the i like both of these plot lines this episode is not like oh i'm bowled over with how great and funny it is but also like both of these are fucking solid it feels like these are solid plot lines it feels like a great season one episode does that make sense when i say that it feels like no that makes that that's like a surprisingly appropriate (laughs) description of this episode it feels structurally very reminiscent of season one I'm sorry, I can't stop thinking about the Troy moment that I that was uh hap- that I Hey Troy, and we then were- just a just black a- man's <laughs> hand <laughs> reaches in from outside. Very funny. Uh it's, right. It's it's yeah. it's it's funny. The there's a great moment that has been used in an infinite number of uh Britta Annie ship, you know, video compilations where she just gets right up in Britta's ear and is like, Y'all begged for my forgiveness. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah it's a real it's a real like dumb sub moment that happens very suddenly it's Uh, so good i also love one of the small details of this episode that i love is when uh they're at the bar afterward later on because they want to make sure that jeff is allowed to go to the meeting and britta says that i'm a dumber that i'm dumb and that i sh- that, that rules are good and they have a reason and i'm and i should follow rules that whole thing and she says like all hail annie and she goes Thank you. And then Leroy goes, wow. And then they do a little high five moment. It kills, it kills me. me. That's that's Elroy's little runner in this episode of like, <laughs> am I? It's so bad? funny. Wait, have we gotten to the episode where he admits that he enables white people? No, no, no. That's not that's not for it. That's not for a while. But this is basically where yeah, he oh my god, this is a precursor to him this being is a too precursor. We see him doing it. People. <laughs> but Annie. this is the, he's only like Elroy does not have a big part in this episode, but he's very funny in that opening sequence no, where like, oh, did, did someone say okay, black and think... now I have to approve it? <laughs> no, I'll allow it. <laughs> it's so. Are we? Oh, is so this a cult? Yeah, the, Are you the, gonna eat? That's, me? that's the black character in any in any horror movie, and he goes, yeah, I'll allow it. Like, <laughs> what was it? Oh my god, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um. You're talking about acknowledging that someone was black. You're oh, talking... no, no, no. Sorry. So the moment, 
uh, the, going back to the thing, the moment where he gives Annie a high five, do we think that that is him coming up as, as a character? Do we think that's okay. him as a character, that's him enabling a white person? Or playing off of what we've seen these past couple episodes, where he's just unrelentingly mean to Britta for no good reason? <laughs> I ask. Can it not be both? <laughs> I, I, probably I ask that, that, you know, great dialogue scenes are layered. <laughs> and, yeah, look, uh, the actor brought depth. He brought depth. And, I and could rest- see that as an actor moment, him being like, this is funny because this reminds me of this thing that I do. Hey, can we do with this? Can we hey, that- play with me just <sighs> oh, supporting God. whiteness? I fucking... <laughs> or whatever. I, my, my girlfriend saw that scene for the first time, like, very recently and was now, like... Now, this is a guy... <laughs> <laughs> she is she is not a big community fan but that uh-huh. that scene got her that like that that <laughs> i just i think it, i just think it truly like transcends to another level um, season six genuinely an amazing season <laughs> genuinely an amazing season and so many fucking good little bits and little and little episodes and this Craig okay pelt and screaming willy over a broken like <laughs> 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 is dra- it's peak drama it is a it is a perfect <laughs> natural progression of his role and then the 100%. way that they carry the, ce- the ceremony of them being like we're gonna employ you as a wedding ceremony makes perfect sense also love 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 the fact that they are just like also do you do you also willingly acknowledge that the 13th amendment did not uh, abolish slavery entirely i'm like damn this is fucking damn. okay all yes. right can we uh discuss the lens that this episode oh. has oh well shit well all right fuck that. nope that's the end of our show thanks guys good night pop pop fuck that then uh no, see you at f10 um can you I had to do it for daddy host no i completely understand that uh, where <laughs> when he is away uh oh by the way we didn't say it daddy host is on assignment um not here this on evening. assignment i yeah it, you know it's just i feel like the people that listen are aware that there are sometimes when either myself or Caleb are just are just out here. and about. And if you haven't heard Caleb in the first hour of the podcast, he's probably not going to be here. Um, if you hear him, if you don't hear him for the first 20, though, that does sometimes happen. But by the time we start talking about the episode, he's there. Speaking of Daddy Host, he just messaged us saying the Suicide Squad rips. So there you go. Oh, fuck i knew it would oh yeah of course it did of course it did i saw somebody on what is it called letterboxd is that the thing yeah that that's the site that i use, use yeah that i tried to use and i'm unfortunately just not there with my cinema consumption yet but you know who knows? that's okay anyway, it doesn't I saw, you know you just you start you just log what you're watching and then you you follow people and you're like that looks interesting that looks it but anyway i can teach you letterboxd yeah, later <laughs> no i'm it's but I saw someone, I don't even think it was on Letterboxd, I think it was like a, a screenshot of someone's Letterboxd, and it said, I decided to rank all of the DC movies, because I recently rewatched, I re- no, it was, I recently rewatched all of the DC Extended Universe movies, uh, and I decided to rank them, and this was someone who had access to seeing Suicide Squad, right? Yes. And top two, Dark Knight, The Suicide Squad. Wow. And Suicide Squad wow. was like, almost second to, like, was bottom five easily right because it oh, was oh well trash it's, movie. it's unwatchable <laughs> it's like it's i have i never finished it and that's not something i know it's like right next lot. to justice league and like but they ha- it's funny they have snyder cut and justice league as two separate films yeah that's as letterbox does actually they are they are yeah two no literally separate, so it was like yeah two separate films. um 
Um, is yeah, what it is. Very excited that he enjoyed it. That's his little cameo Easter egg for this episode. Sounds great. <laughs> I think I'm seeing it next Wednesday. Tomorrow. It comes out on HBO Max on yeah uh, i want to i want to see it big i have amc stubs i can see three movies a week for no extra charge you know like and i should start doing that and next wednesday my partner out of town and i am working in the city on wednesday and it's like well shit what if (laughs) what if i saw wait wait, wednesday wait if you're gonna see it on wednesday i'll go with you the 11th um yeah sounds great Oh wait! Unless I might actually have a gig. Hold well, on, let me see. we'll circle. Let's all right. Let's, we'll get let's, back to this. We don't need to do this live. <laughs> We're planning a little a little date. Uh, it depends what time, but I might be able to do it. And that sounds okay. like a fun I think time. I think I've got seven, but I'm flexible there because I was because the plan was honestly go to the AMC 19th Street, see the Suicide Squad, and then go right into a screening, a, a, another screening of the Green Knight round two. Uh, but we'll see. You want to see it again? I'll leave you to see it a second time. That was because this because this Wednesday I'm seeing Pig again, and I was like, damn, I like I saw the Green Knight this past weekend, and I was like, I want to watch this movie again, <laughs> and I and I can't do that without going back to the theater. So I guess I guess that's what I'm doing. Um, and again, <laughs> AMC Stubs for twenty bucks a month, you can see up to three movies a week for no extra charge. Uh, that's my little sponsor. That's yeah, my little plug for AMC stuffs. Uh but um, any, any, we'll talk any, about that later. We'll talk about that later. But what I want to discuss about this episode of Community, the podcast we are nominally doing, is this episode's lens on prison and the prison industrial complex. And uh, I want I want to try and um, mm-hmm. appoint this episode a position because I do. It's 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 slightly wishy washy. I I just. Um, uh, rewatched an episode of The Simpsons from like later Simpsons, where they also uh-huh. have like a prisoner who is uh, in, he's physical in this one, but he's staying with The Simpsons, and he's like, is he trying to reform or is he, you know, a, a crime man? And early mm-hmm. Simpsons would have done a really nuanced take on this that is like right. had a had a more liberal point of view, and of course, but Simpsons from the twenty tens. Uh, had him, of course, be like a pyromaniac. You know, like it's um, the, the the politics of the show changed over time, and uh, but but this episode, I think, does a pretty good job in my eyes of yes, we have this Willie prison character who is kind of a nefarious uh, uh, being, but the episode also does not shy away from uh, the grim ills of. <laughs> of of prison and the prison industrial complex and and like they again like you previously pointed out they, they at their you know like weird little wedding ceremony or whatever right the the uh prison warden says like now as you understand the 13th amendment outlawed slavery for everyone except prisoners so right. we have no choice but to pay you 13 cents an hour <laughs> which is one it is funny but it is also like cutting like community is out here well, saying like we all it, know this is modern slavery <laughs> but it's not only the cutting it's unapologetically political yes in uh it, following up on last week's episode <laughs> about about being political and being openly mm. political well, and man. then and then segway... it's so funny that this was airing on a yahoo streaming service because aside from this i only associate yahoo as being the primary source for a bunch of conservatives 
Yeah, it, it, before conservatives got their own websites, Yahoo's, like, opinion section was not excellent. But also, next week's episode is also a very interesting piece about contemporary politics, which we will get into. But but this, I, I think this lands in a very interesting place. Um, it, it doesn't go full tilt, obviously, like, prison abolition it doesn't it doesn't end with like jeff winger realizing you know but but jeff is acknowledging from the beginning even in his own way where he's using it to like make a point and earn more money he's like Mm -hmm. hey listen not everyone in prison (laughs) is bad and not everyone is is uh who is outside is not evil and britta's like who's this guy yeah (laughs) Hello. Such a fun and then he goes three hundred thousand dollars, and she goes, She's oh, like, right. "Oh, right, right." <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It doesn't. It doesn't go full tilt into what I think would be like a radical statement, but it also is not willing to shy away from it, and even even in a joke <laughs> sense. Um, it's. It, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I should stop talking. What are your thoughts? On what? <laughs> on I I don't know this episode's political position on 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 uh, prisons. If you're not interested in that, you can. Say I mean, no. I mean, no. I I I don't know. I also I had to. I wanted to make sure I wasn't too late. I was already running late, so I was skimming through a little bit of some of the deeper stuff. I think uh, was it uncharacteristic of a show to demonstrate them as real people with desires to get better? Um, yeah, uncharacteristic uncharacteristic for the time. Simultaneously, uh, Jeff's main beef is with a prisoner who is in there for killing someone, and then one of the first things we see him do is try to kill Jeff. Um, also, yes, you know, <laughs> but it's uh, you know that says less about the prison industrial complex as it does about the character that they wrote. But still, just an interesting. It, it's just. Mm. Uh, it doesn't feel like they were like we're gonna make a point with this episode. It felt like they went, hey, we're just like brutally aware of the reality and that is what is unique about this as a take or an aesthetic or an inclusion i don't even know the way to describe its presence in this episode Mm -hmm. um that's how it's distinguished from other shows of the time that covered this so yeah yeah exciting this decidedly non-intentional in my eyes but (laughs) then again what's new i think it's an informed (laughs) and it's an informed creator who's just just speaks his mind without necessarily having it's not pointed and i don't think that this is the venue for a pointed critique and so i think that's it works for me i like it good job thumbs up yeah i like it i would say certainly on the grand scale of like mainstream sitcoms this is a remarkably like progressive take on thing even sure. even if you again have like the comedy scene where like an ipad on a stick tries, tries to murder a man uh, you, <laughs> that's, you, the, that's the other thing is that's just like unapologetically a fucking funny image that's funny so it's that's like funny. yeah i mean of course they had to that was probably honestly the inspiration for the episode they were like what if they were like, what if an iPad on a stick tried to kill Jeff? And they were like, okay, let's make it work. Yeah, it just feels like, and I, I'm, I'm making this up out of thin air. It feels like they went, like, concept first. But they're like, well, if we're doing the concept of, like, the prisoner, and then it that naturally leads to conflict with Jeff, if you have, like, the handsome, you know, charismatic prisoner. And then what if they were remote? I feel like someone must have read an article 
perhaps on Yahoo about a similar sort of thing happening. And then they were like, we can make an episode out of this. But I think that's also, I don't think that's really necessarily something out of character for this show and the way it's been written. I think even when we've talked with writers in the past, like we know that there's sometimes like, we know we want to do this kind of concept, maybe this kind of concept. Let's see if we can make something work. And I think in that sense, I think you're right. What you said earlier, this episode truly feels like a, a season one episode. In a lot of respects. In a lot of... This feels like... Where, like, it's also, like... It, in, it's in season, so comfy. It feels at home. It feels, like, nice and cozy. You know, the stakes are not ridiculous. You're not going to, like, completely reinvent the wheel every week. Like, a season two or a season three doing this same concept would have made it into, like, an elaborate, you know, homage to Cape Fear. With, with you know, the Scorsese and De Niro Cape Fear or something like that. Like, it would have it would have been a structural change for the show. But... In season six, it's like, oh, it's a bunch of iPads on six. Like, we're going to do recognizable genre things like we did in season one without it completely transforming the visual and audio language of the show, which is fine. I find it very cozy. Season six is a season I just go to a lot as like, I just want to put on something that'll make me feel nice. I just want to put on something make me feel good. Um, I just want to feel less bad than I do right now. And too much to ask. Too much to ask. Could I? I can I get a little Frankie, a little Elroy, make me feel a little better? Just a tiny bit. You like get Frankie and Elroy come together, give me a little bit of serotonin, do your body good. Just give me a little injection. Uh, you know, can I? Can I get a little serotonin injection of Britta describing? <laughs> hoisted by her own petard Uh, okay what is uh, it says don't the episode explicitly says explicitly says don't look that up i actually have literally hadn't heard this expression aside from this episode i still haven't looked it up i don't know what it means i had never heard it before i have heard the expression i Mm -hmm. also do not know (laughs) much like britta i am unsure of its origins i used to pay i used to picture pantaloons being hoisted um you know big billowy okay. big billowy uh pants i have i have no idea but what, hoisted big by your own pants all right you know what are are we prepared to find out what oh, this means are we is this something we're allowed to say <laughs> if it's something because the first thing that came to mind was is it just like being yanked up by your by by your your uh insert large beep noise right here <laughs> okay so it is not it is nothing offensive Right, it's none of those like okay, this this phrase has its origin in a horrible place, and it's nothing like that. So to hoist with his own pretard, the the according to the Wikipedia, um, the, I was like, what did you call me? The phrase's meaning is literally that a bomb maker is lifted, hoisted off the ground with his own bomb. A petard is a small explosive device. So you you are the creator of your own. You set something in motion that it does is your own downfall. Does that make sense? You yeah you, no that makes sense. I literally that's such a bizarre. Uh, hey, guess image who? To one, visualize one guess which wordsmith came up with this phrase. That he made wasn't a, a sh- he made a lot of what? He made a lot of phrases. Yeah, it's not Shakespeare. It can't be Shakespeare. It was Billy Shakes. <laughs> no fucking way. I was going to say Shakespeare. I was like, that doesn't sound... Are you serious? Is it Billy Shakes? That's fucking wild. That dude That dude came up with a lot of phrases. 
They came up with a lot of phrases, you know? It's like, what's going on? Eyeball. That was his. That's wild. Eyeball? That, like, Sorry, eyeball? Yeah, eyeball. <laughs> that was his. No one else had put that combination of words together before. <laughs> my, my, my favorite one is in a pickle. That was him. I'm in a pickle. That was That's him. Crazy. That's crazy that this guy came up with all these phrases. How long ago is this? This guy just said, oh, I'm in a pickle, which makes no fucking sense, but now we all know what it means. The 1400 what? <laughs> he came up with that phrase all by himself? <laughs> oh, man. Those just... must have been some really good pickles, man. Man, I bet, bet Elizabethan theater troops had really good pickles, man. Yeah, they were just, like, laced with LSD, so when you were in trouble, it was basically, like, when you had too many pickles, and you went, I'm gonna pick... I have no idea. What? That I don't know. That <laughs> Doesn't sound right, but also, who knows? Doesn't sound right, no. But also, who knows? I don't know a lot. <laughs> the, the eyeball one is the one I can always remember, but everyone is familiar with, like, oh, there's 115... Every theater person I know has a different favorite Shakespeare phrase. That it's like, like, oh, he oh, came my up with this, one that he made up is this. Sometimes they're really poetic and pretty, and sometimes they're eyeball in a pickle, you know? Right. Hoisted up by, what is it? Hoisted by your own petard. I. It sounds like something that rich people wear with a lot of hoops and buckles when they're feeling particularly smug, but then the poor people <laughs> would... Uh, hoist them up by it, you know, to teach them a lesson. <laughs> I love, I love their little friendship here where Jeff's like, your explanation is better. Don't, don't look it up. <laughs> yours, is, yours is better. Uh, I think that's cute. I like them. They are it's friends. It's also so, so brilliantly kind of like a reference. It, it feels, it's evocative of French Revolution, Ooh. which just makes sense for Britta to say. It does feel evocative of the French Revolution. You but, feel it, right? You it evokes that feeling. Hundred percent. If a petard, <laughs> we shall <laughs> we shall storm the Bastille and hoist them by our own petard. But I mean the way that the way that Britta describes it, though, with like the poor people and they just they're yeah, yeah. really upset with fancy pants. The, the the French the are still right. undefeated at <laughs> fucking with like the establishment. The French are still fucking nobody does it better. <laughs> Nobody yeah, they're like, I'm better. sorry, did you forget who's in charge here? Because we'll pull out the guillotines again. We'll fucking do it. We'll fucking, uh, the bourgeoisie? <laughs> I'm sorry, no, it's the proletariat. I was thinking the proletariat. Fuck! God damn it. Fucking, I'm... Well, you didn't give any context. Those are both French words. Those are both French words, but the proletariat is in charge. Uh, lest we forget... Uh, but, uh, anyway, French Revolution, cool guys. Uh, cool, cool guys! Cool guys! Cool guys! Big fan! Big! Big fan! <laughs> hey, huge! <laughs> huge fucking fan of, uh, the French Resistance and their whole deal. And the French Revolution and its whole deal. You know what, France? Thumbs up. <laughs> Do you remember that insane period in, the, like, the late 90s? You were uh, unbebe, I as was, was three, I. Four, but do you okay? Five. Are you are you culturally familiar with this moment where, like, in an act of blind <laughs> patriotism, uh, it became like an official U.S. decree that we're going to stop calling them French fries and start calling them Freedom fries? Do you remember, do you recall this cultural moment? Are you fucking who declared this? Who uh, what? Yeah, it was a whole... No, oh, I was not a functioning person at that okay. point in time. Okay, I, I mean, I just... But you 
know some history. <laughs> You're aware of some things that happened before you were born. Let me. Uh, this, I I was alive when this happened, and I do not remember that. All right, we're going back to Wikipedia. Looking up Freedom Fries. Oh, my gosh. Because, I mean, a... I know that they're currently mostly just called fries now. Yeah, but they're still, they're French fries. We all know Um Freedom <clears throat> Freedom Fries was a politically motivated renaming for French fries in the United States. The term was created in February 2003 in a North Carolina restaurant and was widely publicized a month later when the then Republican chairman of the Committee of the House, Bob Ney, renamed the menu item in three congressional cafeterias. The political renaming occurred in context of France's opposition to the proposed invasion of Iraq. Although some restaurants around the nation followed that the renaming. That is so deeply fucked up. Are you serious? The term became unpopular in part due to declining support for the Iraq war. <laughs> oh my god. Are, oh my god. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Folks, folks out there, if you have ever in your life doubted the petty nonsense of the Republican Party of the United States, I present I mean, Freedom is it, is it, is it, is it, Oh my <laughs> The French were not super into us invading a country that had nothing to do with 9-11, and... <laughs> In retaliation. I have never snorted on this podcast. <laughs> have you, Jace, have you ever noticed that, oh my God. that to a Republican, the worst thing that can possibly happen is that you be taken out of the equation at a franchise eatery or big box store? Have you ever noticed that that is what they consider to be the greatest slight against their person? Because they have no culture, so they're like, if IHOP is serving French fries, imagine, I cannot imagine eat. Imagine being a grown ass adult human being with, a, with, you know, um, supposedly a brain inside the head, right? allegedly, and a, and a allegedly, not, that's and the, a, allegedly, right? A not going, inconsiderable you know amount. You know of what's going to be my act of defiance? French fries. I'm going to rename them, and you know what? It's going to be so big. It's going to have such a cultural impact. It's going to change the way we talk about food and patriotism. For Can you fucking imagine? Do you know what word we love to throw around pointlessly more than any other? <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. Also, though, using... I mean, it's also so fucked up. It's like, yeah, we're going to just, you know, use freedom as a, as a distraction uh, while we bomb little brown kids. Yeah? Good. Freedom! That's their, that's their big fucking thing every time where they just like, it's like in a movie where you're breaking into like a house and you need to distract the dog so you get out like a raw steak, but like it's a political cartoon and the Republican <laughs> is waving the it says freedom, freedom and they throw it to the dogs every time they want to get away with some horse shit. I'm and, having like, a flashback to growing up in Florida, which was the worst. And there was this one wall oh. with a mural on it that I, we used to drive by all the time and i forget where it was um and it literally said freedom comes at a cost freedom isn't free yeah it costs it was, folks like you and me it was and it was like a pro-military and i remember looking at that and being like what kind of internalized nationalistic propaganda bullshit is this 
freedom isn't free. No, there's a hefty fucking fee. And if you don't, did we in, did we cover this episode? I feel like we did. I think the, we did. The bumper it. is an exceptional bumper. I must say, this is a very good bumper. It's an eradicate, bumper. eradicate, eradicate, <laughs> and, and the janitor is just like eradicate, eradicate. <laughs> That's good. It's speaking, beautiful. It's a brilliant. Of, the number of, of the bumper. amount of the level of detail that they put in that bumper. It's a long bumper too. Of it's Chang somehow bumper? in their house pooping in their bathroom. Uh, Dean lying about his computer not working just so he can sit on Jeff's lap. Um, uh-huh. What do we, we got? got? A lot we of got, Elroy um, is uh, his Winnebago is being broken by street youths. Yes, so we just get his butt full camera. Frankie oh, being like, I just think this is a good idea. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Annie uh, not knowing how to control the thing. She doesn't know Linda Wazdy. getting arrested while her signal cuts out. Beautiful. It's it's less dense. There's a lot going on. And it's also like, just from but a production beautiful. standpoint, it's just like a bunch of actors in front of green screen that you composited in. Like, it's not a low labor kind of thing that you've done here. Um, exceptional. Exceptional shit. Um, love it. So what are we thinking? Piece of the rankings. For the, um... For the I would I'm looking near Britta's penis test in Horsepot 3000, and I'm Those inclined to put it somewhere near there, Those which seems really low because that's 32-33, but also that's from half. That's top. That's half. top. There are a hundred <laughs> end tags, so being like 32-33, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's a C. I would maybe go down to beneath fake outtakes. I would maybe go to like 35. <laughs> Dean and Duncan don't get tags mixed. That's such a good one, too. That's a good one. Um, no, uh, but you, let's, uh, no, no. At each other. <laughs> um, I, you know what? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, sounds great. Uh, but do I want to put it underneath that one, though? I almost feel like it's definitely above In the Morning with Rich for me. I'm kind of... Split. I could almost see Dean and Duncan don't get Tex Mex. It's funnier than this one. Mm, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also because you know what? Dean and Duncan don't get Tex Mex is one of those rare moments where we get two powerhouses and they're the only ones in the yeah. room. You know what? Yeah. Let's just yeah. <laughs> That's totally. such a, Dean and Duncan don't get Tex. Don't get Tex Mex. Testing, test, what do we call this one? iPad meeting? I don't know. iPad on a stick. <laughs> that checks out. All hyphenated to be iPad oh, on a stick iPad meeting. on a stick. Thank you. Uh, yes, it is uh, important. Punctuation is uh, a tool, much like any other. Yeah, also, underrated absolutely. joke from this episode, when like the iPads are going into the meeting and they're checking their prisoner credentials and Elroy shows up and the guy's like, you can go in. <laughs> And then they they swapped with Jeff. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's like a weird, bizarre subversion of a trope that like somehow it's like it's they totally they literally force the audience into a position where like that doesn't make sense, but I know it's racist. You have to acknowledge the racism of it that he just assumes he checks the white it's guys. Like it's somehow it was like an act of like not treating him as hostily as they. It's it's. It's it's a really bizarre <laughs> moment, but it really is just like that. I don't know how, but that was racist. 
I don't know how, but this feel I get that that tingle goes down my spine a lot. Where I'm like, I don't know, I can't articulate why this feels racist. I don't look. I don't have the historical context I was deprived of in school this, to understand why this is racist. But something in me lets me know that this is in fact racist. This feels racist. <laughs> And I, can't, I can't put my finger on it, but my white guilt is doing somersaults. This feels racist. Um, I, don't feel, I don't feel good seeing that line. That one makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, ranking this episode. Ranking this episode. Oh, God. I, I like know this one. I do like this one. Mid. So, like, pilot, repilot. Oh, slight edge above like a pilot or a re-pilot. I could give it an edge on re. Uh, remind me what happens in. Oh no, I could. Mm, I could maybe give it a slight edge to re-pilot. What's bondage in beta male sexuality again? That is the one where Jeff and Duncan are kind of like competing for Britta at a bar. And that's the one where Hickey oh, handcuffs Ahmed I could put this one above that. the filing cabinet. Yeah, I could put this one above yeah. that. Oh, the filing cabinet's a great one, though. The filing cabinet's a good Paranormal. plot line. It's a good plot Paranormal line. Paranormal parentage. We're that's close. The, this is the general vicinity. This is the right zone. Paranormal parentage is the season four Halloween episode in Pierce's mansion. Uh... <sighs> I love like that w- one so much. I'm yeah, a bit, I have to advantage, look at it. advantage Scooby-Doo, I think. Which one's intro to political science, just for a little bit more context? The season two election episode. Oh, pop, 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 pop. Correct, correct. Yeah, oh, oh fuck. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'll give Paranormal Parentage the edge on this, which is, sh- no, actually, mm, mm. I feel, I feel so complicated about this. It's either it's either just above Paranormal Parentage or just below it, because it's like I I feel, this is the highest ranked season four episode. No, Herstory of Dance is high. There's there's two fours above this one because there's also uh, 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 right. basic human anatomy the body swap episode. I just think this is such a solid season six episode. I agree that I feel weird putting it just below but that but it, is one of my favorite but it is above you know okay, the lion's yeah, no, share this is the four. this one's below paranormal parentage this one's the new 66 yeah get your kicks it's a good app just a solid... so how many episodes are we at right now this is 66 out of what 100 what uh 102 we've watched 102 episodes of this fucking show that's absolutely correct we've talked about it every week for the past year that's correct there are eight left to go there's eight. Holy shit. That's a month and a half. Not even. Maybe two months. Maybe. At our rate, two months. <laughs> yeah, something like that. 102, 102 eps. We're going to have a grand total of 110 eps, right? Uh, of community, but yeah. our podcast, no. Obviously, because we did. No, because we did doubles for the first few seasons. We did a yeah. lot of doubles, okay. yeah. Wow. Ain't that something? We're going to need to do like a retrospective special. Like I this... agree. I agree. This is cr- this is one of the like like a, like like the completionist goal thing, you know, the thing that I like I that's apparently a, an award you can get in video games that I literally wouldn't ever dream of trying to fucking accomplish. Oh, this getting feels like all the other something. achievements. 
Like, I'm not getting all the fucking Riddler trophies. Shut so, the oh, fuck up. Jesus. No. Uh, that's what YouTube is for. You just watch somebody else do it. Um, <laughs> you, you just watch the end, and you're like, that is not worth <laughs> collecting a thousand Riddler trophies. It's, 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 it's... Some games, I, it's pretty know, easy. Like having though. a bunch of content, it's too much. It's too, it's too much. much. Sometimes it's okay to not you know, optimize bang for buck. Sometimes it's okay to, to... I got all of my favorite aspects of the Riddler done already. Don't exactly. need these little ones. Exactly. I Don't. digress. I digress. Some games it's easier to get the Platinum Trophy than others. Sure. Some sure. some games you're like, oh, I could easily do this. I was recently... Direction. That's how I felt. I was like Spider-Man. I was like, you know what? I can finish all the challenges and do all the things. This... I, I can do this. I could... Spider-Man doesn't went, even... Spider-Man doesn't even make you get gold. You have to get silver at all the challenges. So that, you know. Wait, that's the silver? I think most of the uh, achievements on the Spider-Man game are like, get silver in all of the everything. But even just as a completionist thing, like, I just, like, like I'm not doing all the challenges. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just no, do no. main plot. I can't. Just There's so much. Plot. The first time I played that game, I left a lot of stuff undone because I was like, I want to see how like the story wraps up. <laughs> I don't like. I want to see well, what's going when on. When I played but... the main game, I did everything. I did. Oh, everything. okay. Oh, but you're talking it, about well, all minus the, like, a few DLC. like street crime things, especially towards the end. I was like, I just gotta. This is this is an intense battle. I need to do this. Yeah, yeah. Those I left. I was like, I'm not gonna swing around aimlessly for hours waiting for street crime. Um, no. But well, now on the, uh, I have a second playthrough. I'm almost uh, done with like the DLC of. I'm like, oh, I'll I'll do them all on this one because I'm not. Well, here's anxious the thing. Uh, if you if you're really looking for a way to find all those street crimes faster, uh, uh, do R push R three because when it does the scan, it's yeah exactly. It tends to be like here's the nearest one, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I would have exactly. never fucking known that. Yeah, exactly. No, we get it. That's that's our that's our uh, gamer pro tips for all of you out there in the audience wanting to play. A... From someone that just started playing video games, I'm sure I sound like an absolute jerk being I... like, "Oh, you know that thing that this button does? If you push that button, it does the thing it does." You know, in the Spider-Man game, smart. the real secret you got to swing these webs. You press <laughs> press R uh, two, you get some webs that fly out of his hand. Um, pretty handy. Oh, no. You can actually swing if you hold it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, isn't that crazy? And then you release and you throw another one and you can just keep going across the city. Ain't that something? Whole of the, the whole of New York, except for Harlem. I uh, There's someone out there who's like, I, what? You, I didn't know. I walked the whole time. <laughs> Whoa! I was on street level the whole game. Could you imagine? I think I saw a video of someone. This is ridiculous. We don't need to be talking about this. <laughs> I saw a video on YouTube of someone who was like, hey, what's up, guys? I played Spider-Man. It was Batman Arkham City. Saying, hey, what's up? I played Batman Arkham City without flying. Or it was either that or it was it might have been it was actually Spider-Man. But it's the same game. You know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. But one of them was like, I'm gonna play this whole game without ever swinging or flying, and they just ran through. <laughs> it's like that's so stupid. Why would you do that? I get well, you do it for the clicks. You get that sweet, sweet ad revenue. Yeah, like, I got nothing better to do, so might as well, baby. You know, if that is how you make summer all of your income. God bless you, because I can't. God, you know, that's something I can't do. But every so often I put on a video like that, and I'm like, damn, I okay, you're intentionally playing this game in the hardest way possible. I do want to see some highlights of how that went for you. I would love to see highlights. I'm not going to do a fucking 30-minute video of you walking through Manhattan. As no, 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 no. But if you want to, like, there's there's a subgenre of YouTube video. This is 
really in the weeds where like they're like i did a whole playthrough of this hundred hour game in like the hardest way possible and i will summarize <laughs> the events that transpired see i have only recently because i finally started playing video games i've yes. only recently started to just barely dip my toe into watching other people play video games uh-huh but I it's, don't... it's almost exclusively at this point like people playing arkham knight and doing like the most insane like level takedowns where they just go <laughs> and you're like how the fuck did you plan that how did you do that um which is great but yeah, yeah no that's um no that's a that's a whole there's a whole world out there of, uh, we YouTube should talk videos. about that with daddy host daddy host would have lots to say about that i'm sure uh him really <laughs> what makes you oh you mean the video game host the video game the daddy host the host with the mostest games um <laughs> anyway, uh I'm so let's sad he wasn't here to hear that. <laughs> I know. Well <laughs> no one tell him. That's no a one secret. tell him. That's Someone inter secret. one of us should like interrupt him when he's <laughs> That'd be mean, but like as he's doing his intro, hey what's up everybody? It's Caleb the hostess with the mostest and someone went video game. Right video before games. he <laughs> could say kids, he'd be like, What? Host with the mostest poop in his face. Sounds excellent. Amazing. Sounds great. Uh, let's, uh, stop recording this episode. Any pluggable Wait. pluggables for you? Oh, yeah, pluggities. Pluggity pluggities. No. Um, be good to each other. Trans <laughs> ah. rights. Uh, black it. trans lives matter. Uh, abolish the prison industrial system. Abolish, abolish the police. If we're gonna go there, too, as well. Redistribute, watch, uh, defund, etc., etc., etc. Watch 13th on Netflix if you want a little... A it's little, a good starting uh, point. Very good starting point. point. For it's sure. starting point. Really, it's stuff really highly recommend. Well uh, and then, uh, if you want to go to the next level, make your parents watch it and brace yourself. Yep. Good. <laughs> anyway. Next step. Yeah, that's what I have. Uh, excellent. Uh, I'm sure there were plenty of things that I was gonna sit here uh, and plug. I will plug two, uh, you know, uh, smaller movies that are currently uh, not tearing up the box office, uh, but they're out there in your local multiplex if you want to see them. Uh, and I've talked, we've talked about them a lot, but Pig and The Green Knight. Uh, are both really worth your time. They are Still smaller. Need to see Pig. Very they excited. Are... You've made it sound very good. I'm sorry, and I there is a risk of overhyping Pig because it is such like a very small, like intimate little movie, and I'm you know hyping it up too much. I'm worried that people are going to be like, I don't get what the big deal that you were talking about was. Yeah. Uh, but but that's it's, fair. But you know. But I'm intrigued. And, you know, these are still movies from like semi-major distributors with semi-big name stars, but like it's still. I like to see more than just the biggest, as much as we spent 40 minutes talking about the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, which no, I... No, you're not talking about movies if you're only talking about franchise. Right, the, the, the culture of movies is so big and so broad and so wide, and I... It has so I, many different pockets as well. It's and, like talking about music and only talking about pop songs. It's like, what, what are you like, doing? And not even like indie pop, like the biggest, you no, know, pop. Top, top 40 pop, exactly. Pop is in popular music. Um, sure, I understand. But the, <laughs> but there is music that, it, because we are bad at labeling genres of music, you know how there's like indie music, but like obviously as is an heavily. Versus and, indie as an aesthetic versus yes, Pop yes. as an aesthetic, not pop as in, as in uh, popular. But right. pop as in popular in this instance is like, I, I, Kevin, like to see all kinds of movies get made. I like big ones. Again, soft F9. Had a great time. But I also <laughs> want to see more movies like Pig and the Green Knight get made. Um, and and it's a good year for movies. 
it's really excited to see the rest movies. of the stuff that's coming out this year. Um, You're the one that got me excited to see this year in movies, but yeah. I will keep you hyped to everything that I am. I'm sure you will. I'm going to go <laughs> see Annette soon. I'm very excited about Annette, which is uh, the Adam Driver and Marion Cotillon starring musical using the music of oh. Sparks. <laughs> Who recently had whoa, a doctor. Whoa, 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 wait, what? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, it's, you need it's... to send me more information on that immediately. I will, because uh, that's definitely something I'm going to go see. Um, I, I Obviously, I love movies. I make them. Uh, but I, I want to see more uh, smaller movies succeed. It's always great. You know, and every so often there is a parasite where, like, something comes in and just, like, knocks everybody over and makes a ton of money. But like, I want to see it happen more often. I would love to see more than oh, just yeah, absolutely more than just absolutely. one type of movie <laughs> get made and seen. Yeah, man. There's movie. more than there's more than two kinds of movies: genre, gender. They're the same word in French. Um, you put the dots together. I think. <laughs> ah, <laughs> pig and the green knight. Movie. The two genders. Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, so that that's fun. Uh, TV's Kevin Lanigan is where is is me. Uh, and oh, soon and patreon.com slash TV's Kevin spend a lot of money on creative projects. And for as little as $1 a month, you get a bunch of fucking back catalog of exclusive podcasts. We're probably putting some green night ones up there soon. Uh, spoiler free mm. and spoilerific, but alike. Um, so, so check that out and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And if you haven't yeah. already and you are able, please get, the vaccine. I imagine... No, fuck that. Fuck a please. Get vaccinated, you selfish fuck. You know, I feel like we've cultivate, cultivated such a listener base that I feel like the listenership of this show is a vaccinated group, but if, if, if you're, you're not, not vaccinated, get vaccinated. You're being it's, selfish. It's free. <laughs> you can just go over there and say, gimme, and they will do it. Nothing says I lack any sense of empathy or understanding quite like saying oh no i'm not getting vaccinated it is once again jace willing to say the things that i'm trying to, to be. i don't give a fuck kevin no i understand no it's it's a balance <laughs> right it's a it's like i have to be as i am the you know the biggest face of this pod right so i have to be like no jeff annie shippers i understand and then you and daddy host can be like you're human garbage <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works that's the dynamic uh yeah well that's beautiful yeah uh we will be back next week with another politically fascinating episode of the television show community i cannot wait to <laughs> unravel basic email security a, a, a wild episode of television uh but until next week pop pop oh pop pop and also with you do ba do ba do ba what if i finished because caleb isn't here just kidding i won't there's like seven eight more episodes for us to do i gotta keep it going until you the gotta very i mean we're, end. we're so close <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta Keep, keep I don't see the down. thing is I don't know if I could end the song at this point. It's almost no. I could. I could. I know that I've heard of the theme song a million times. I was just like I've just I've always stopped before the end. I don't know if if I get caught in a loop, I trip. 
It'll be very funny if in the last episode you try to finish and forget. <laughs> it's just like you're... There's no... I I also... I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to tune in and find out, I guess. Tune in and find out. Coming this fall to a <laughs> podcast near you. It will be this fall. This has been a talk back podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.